Welcome to The Corporate Coven, a podcast that explores the intersection of mysticism and the modern workplace. On this show, we discuss how to bring your spiritual craft and practice into the workplace. We'll talk to people who have found ways to include ritual and spirituality into their everyday work and hear from experts on the topics of how to stay spiritually connected while managing the demands of the modern workplace. Our host, Jessica, is a certified career counselor, HR outlaw, and vocational astrologer. If you've ever wondered how to bring your spiritual practice into the workplace, this podcast is for you. Join us as we radically transform workplaces to be a little more magical. What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode at the Corporate Coven Podcast. And in this episode, I am trying something new. You've heard me say that quite a bit on the podcast. I feel like I love trying new things and experimenting. It's one way that I play into my cardinal preferences of doing new things. I'm not one to find routine. I'm not one to do the same thing over and over again. There are some areas of my life where I can become quite fixed. I am a fixed sign rising after all. And so there are qualities of myself which maybe find like stagnation or like a consistent pattern or routine. But generally, I love to do the new things. And so oftentimes what I'll do, especially in my business, is just like try something new. Like, okay, well, I'm going to do it this way now. Like I'll include a handout or I will do a coaching thing or I will, I don't know, like what I'm doing today is a tarot reading. And prior to this episode, different ways that I've done tarot readings on the podcast, I've just recorded it. Um, There was a time where I turned it into a blog And now I'm going to be recording it live. So instead of doing the tarot spread ahead of time and then scripting it out and then doing like the reading afterwards, I'm holding the deck currently in my hand. I'm going to start shuffling and talking to you all a little bit about the intention and the way that we're framing and kind of approaching the tarot spread. This will be a tarot spread for the month of August or sorry, September. And yeah, it's just, it's something new and we'll see how we feel about it. Um, I love using tarot to do month ahead forecasting and I'm actually going to start shuffling. So I'll quickly tell you the deck that I am using today is the fountain tarot. This is a deck that I have featured before in my podcast as well as on my Instagram account. So really big fan of the fountain tarot, beautiful artwork. Um, really cool. This is one of the decks that I do offer for clients when I'm doing in-person readings. I often let my clients choose the deck that they want to work with. And this is one of the ones I offer up for client readings. And so I'm using it now for you all because it does feel like a more public reading. And this isn't one of my personal decks. And so some of what I want to be doing in the tarot spread today is, like I said, I love using tarot for month ahead forecasting. And I've done it for year ahead forecasting as well. The years 2013 to like 20, I don't know, like, geez, all the way up to like 2020 and 2021, I believe, I would find tarot readers that I loved on YouTube and they would do month ahead readings. And I always really resonated with their work. I 
have promoted their work on my Instagram before, so you've probably seen these tarot readers. Um, if you stay connected with my stories, and if you're not following me on Instagram, my handle is that witch from work. And I just find it to be really useful to kind of get an idea similar to astrology, but to get an idea of like the archetypal energies and experiences that I'm going to be moving through and that the collective will be moving through as well. Now, the thing that is unique about cardomancy versus astrology is that using astrology to forecast, you're looking at the specific transits, planetary alignments, and how that is interacting with your own personal chart. And this is how the horoscope is written. And if you listen to my staff meeting episodes, this is how I do my weekly staff meeting episodes is I use the journey of the moon throughout the week to forecast kind of what are the major themes? What are the energies or experiences that we'll be moving through as individuals, but also as collectives. And so it's actually very mathematical and <laughs> I'm going to get some skeptics that are might be a little like frustrated by this, but it's quite scientific as well. There's a real method and a practice of doing it. And that's true if you are a traditional astrologer, a modern astrologer, an evolutionary astrologer, what have you, there are specific techniques to doing an astrology reading or a, an astrology forecast. Tarot is a bit different and cardomancy is a bit different in that it's a little bit more random and there's not specific guidelines that you have to follow per se. I mean, of course, there's specific ways to interpret the cards, but you are not held to, you know, you can only do one card per week. I mean, you could pull a card for every single day of the month. You could pull a card for every week of the month. You could pull one card for the entire month ahead. You can do a specific reading where you have key questions or prompts guiding you through it. And actually with Erin, my bestie from Shatter Stress that I talk about a lot on the podcast, she and I published journals for 2022 and 2023 this year where we included information and guides on working with your natal chart um, and understanding like how to express yourself and release stress in your body using astrology. But we also gave out some reflection, like reflective prompts for the new and full moons and for the months. And you can also use those for your cardomancy as well. We recommended using them for tarot spreads or just for your own like journal and reflection. And so you can do it that way, looking at, you know, what are the key things or themes that I want to learn this year as a tarot reader, the way that I approach it is always different. I have a sensing preference in the MBTI and that quite often comes out in the way that I read but I find that when I'm working with clients in particular, and especially as I'm doing like the month ahead forecasting, because there's not one specific client in mind, what's easier for me is to think about like, what are some of the key themes that I see, not only myself, but other people moving through. I look at the astrology for the month ahead to kind of get an idea of what are some of those storylines or major shifts that we're all going to be experiencing together. And I start trying to put that intention into the shuffling. I've been shuffling this whole time. I actually don't know if you can pick it up with my microphone, but I've been holding the deck and I've been shuffling this whole time and just thinking about like, you know, what is going on in September? September is a continuation of all of the retrograde energy. 
Venus has recently stationed direct, but Jupiter is going to be stationing retrograde and a ton of other outer planets are retrograde as well. We'll of course have the new moon and the full moon. We're going to shift from Virgo season into Libra season. We're really getting into fall now. And this is the beginning of that like last quarter of the year. We're kind of wrapping up Q3. This is a good time to start looking at like, you know, what were your goals? What are your earnings now? What do you need to do in your business to realign priorities um, and connect back to your values, to your mission, or to some of those goals that you had set out at the beginning of the year? This is a time where you're really starting to think about, you know, like, do I have enough money to pay taxes at the end of the year? Um, so this is really a time to kind of like take inventory and go back and review and realign. And those are some of the things that I'm thinking about as I'm shuffling, as I'm kind of putting the intention into the deck. I want to know, you know, for the month of September, what's the best way for me to spend my time? Um, where do I need a closer look? at my business or my career trajectory because for entrepreneurs it's very much the same thing your career development is your business development and if you don't own a business and you're not an entrepreneur then you can still look at your career from the perspective or from the lens of an independent contractor or a freelancer you might actually be a w2 employee but i want you to think about your professional brand as if you were constantly trying to market yourself to um, maintain your position or earn your position in your organization. So what do you need to do during this time and during this month to really like make sure that you're clear on what is out of alignment? What needs attention right now and what needs that reorientation or that adjustment? Again, because we want to end the year really strong. We want to end the year hitting our goals feeling a great sense of confidence in the output that we had and we want to end clearly but first we have to identify like well what's out of place what's missing what haven't i've been focused on or what have i been overly focused on as well what didn't i get right the first time and where can i go back and try again or innovate? What are the lessons I have an invitation to integrate back into my life, into my career and into my business? So it feels pretty good. So I'm setting the deck down now. I just split the deck three ways. I'm gonna, whoop, we're doing this live team. I'm moving my microphone and my phone. I'm recording directly to my phone right now and I'm gonna start laying down the cards for September and what I have been doing, and I'm going to continue with this format anyways, is I'm going to lay down two cards for the first week of September. And we're going to count the first week of September as September 1st through September 9th. We'll lay down two cards for the second week of September, the 10th through the 16th. And then we'll lay down one card for the second to last week of September and one more card for the last week of September. And I'm going to leave the deck close by just in case I want to pull another clarifying card. So I'm going to leave that close and I'm going to start turning over the set. Now I laid these down where 
the first four cards are on the top row and then the second or the last set of cards, the last two cards representing the last two weeks of September are sitting down beneath them, kind of anchoring the two. So you could split this into quadrants, the upper left quadrant being two cards representing the first week of September, the upper right quadrant being the next two cards representing the second week of September, the lower left quadrant being the third week of September and the lower right quadrant with only one card representing the last week of September. And I'm setting it up this way really just because that's what feels good. <laughs> that's what feels right. Um, I could have done it out in one long line, but it felt good to stack them. I kind of like the symmetry as well. And if you have used the fountain tarot, then you know that on the back of the cards, there's this really gorgeous geometric pattern and it just feels very in line with like the energy of the card deck as well. Okay, we're going to start flipping these over and I'll give you some of my like in real time reactions to the spread. Okay, so for the first week of September, I'm pulling over the first card and we see the eight of coins and the queen of coins. So coming on really heavily with the earth element at the very beginning of September. Moving into the second week, we see the strength card. So the first major arcana card and also sitting next to justice interesting second week of september with two major arcanas okay third week of september and we see the king of wands we have two members of royalty so far in the reading um and then last card last week of september is the three of cups wow okay so like I said, I'm just going to be giving you some of my initial reactions. And this is how I read for clients as well as I'm first trying to notice some of these like similarities, right? Some of these connections and correlations. So again, first up, we have the eight of coins and the queen of coins, heavy earth dominance. We have two royalties in the member uh, or in the court, um, uh, two major arcana. And then we just have like two regular like tarot cards, an eight and a three coins and cups. And so, yeah, fascinating. We have the strength card connecting us to the sign of Leo, justice connecting us to the sign of Libra. You know, I'm actually really stuck on this second week with the major arcana. Major arcana cards come in when there are bigger themes that we're going to be moving through. You know, some of the other cards like in the minors, these represent like shorter experiences, things that we'll kind of move through in like a day or so, um, you know, general things that like might be coming up, but the major arcana come in when there's broader, like more karmic themes, things that might take some time to resolve, um, things that we'll be moving through for a significant period of time. And it's really about um, stepping into and embodying the energy of the card rather than just kind of moving through an experience or an environment. I think of this with the royalty cards as well. I'm not a reader who sees the court cards and talks about, oh, like an individual will come into your life that is an earth sign, which is one way that you could interpret the queen of coins. And a lot of astrologers do, or sorry, not astrologers, a lot of tarot readers do. For me, I always look at it as like person centered. Um, you know, how, in what way are you the queen of coins? How, and in what way are you the king of wands? Uh, you know, these 
individuals, these cards have reached a specific level of mastery. And it's interesting, the balance of the divine feminine and the queen of coins and then the divine masculine and the king of wands. Even the coins and the earth element is more of a feminine or a yin expression of energy, one that is introspective. And in earth, it's about being able to maintain resources or hold in nutrients and value. Whereas the king of wands is fire element and fire is inherently masculine in its expression in that it is externally motivated or outward moving. Um, it's a bit more active as well. The balance of the queen and the king, and also thinking of that balance in the justice card and this like um, dynamic of balancing priorities. Um, you know, this is coming in the, like in Libra, like moving into Libra season, right? And it's interesting that we see the Libra card coming up balanced by the strength card in Leo. We have that Venus station. So, okay, so let's now go through the cards individually and we'll pull out some specific interpretations um, and we'll kind of move through the actual month ahead. But those are things that I noticed pretty immediately. You know, this idea of like symmetry and balance kind of continually comes up in the reading. This idea of what is externally motivated or focused versus what is internally motivated and focused. Um, in what ways do you maintain your own resources and in what ways do you pour out into others? And what does it look like to do that? So in the first week of September, where we see the eight of coins and the queen of coins, things that have been happening astrologically. And if you've been tuning into my staff meeting episodes of the corporate coven, where I do my astrology forecasts, then you already know about these planetary alignments. So things that have happened in the first week of September, we see Venus stationing direct Jupiter stationing retrograde in Taurus, and then Mercury, which has recently stationed retrograde, crosses over the heart of the sun in the sign of Virgo. And so this is already like pretty earth dominating. Like that really makes sense to me how some of the bigger, more major like planetary alignments are happening in those earth signs. Um, and you know, again, like when I was shuffling and putting intention into the spread and trying to think about like, you know, again, what do I need to focus on? Like, what do I need to go back and review? What I, what didn't I do right the first time? Or what should I be dedicating my efforts to in order to hit some of these targets and to hit some of these goals? Like, how do I make the most out of this final quarter, this final season? Um, you know, the very end of the third quarter, if you will, and transitioning into the fourth and the eight of coins is really about this sense of mastery, this ability to call yourself like truly competent in what you're doing. Um, the image in the fountain tarot is a gentleman who is, it's, it's actually like one of those, um, I can't think of the word right now. It's like an illusion. It seems like it's a cube, but then you're not sure like the boxes can't realistically connect because of the way that the artist chose to have the edges overlaid in the cube. And so it's really about this, this skill, this level of craftsmanship. And because it's in an earth sign, we do think about like the tangible and material. We can think about your income. We can think about your business. We can think about the physical deliverables in your career that you've been working on. It's 
going from, yeah, I know how to do my job and yeah, I can do my job to I'm nailing my job. You know, it's the, I, I'm okay at it. I'm good at it. I'm great at it. And this requires focus. This is really about taking pride in your work. And that's actually the the title or the tagline of this card in the deck is artistic pride. And so in what ways do you need to be taking pride in your business or in your career? What would it look like to turn something into your leader or to publish something like to your audience or on your website when you feel a deep sense of pride in it. And so maybe this is a time where you need to go audit. What are the things that are going to be visible? What are some of your main deliverables? And what does it look like right now? And do you feel a sense of pride in it? You know, astrologically speaking, this week is when, as Jupiter stations retrograde, it's getting that square from Venus, which has recently stationed direct. And the moon as Jupiter is stationing is sitting right there conjunct in the sign of Taurus. And so it's this idea like, is your heart in this? Is this really an, a reflection of you? Is this something that you can take pride in that you find joy in? And if there's something in your portfolio that isn't that, that's what needs your attention. That's what needs your focus. That's what needs to be reviewed and go back and looked over again. And the queen of coins we think about this generosity. We think about this woman who is so confident in her skills and her abilities, so confident in the way that she manages her resources that it's easy to share. This is not an individual who hoards or is overly miserly in the way that she manages her garden or her home or something like that. You know, she's crafted a physical environment where she feels nurtured and protected and she can invite those that she loves and that she trusts to come in. And this really is about trusting that like you can create your own space. You can create and define your own meaning of abundance or what uh, luxury feels like. You know, if you've been feeling like really financially insecure, then this is also a time to really think about like, what do you need? What do you actually need? What are your actual budgets? What are your goals? Like, If you haven't sat down and figured out how much do I spend versus how much do I make, this is the time to do that and to get really clear on exactly how much it is that you need. This is really, really common in a lot of spaces. The ideas of like, you know, glamorizing the idea of like a six figure salary. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't aim for that or you shouldn't have a goal for that, but you know, I've said this before, like, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep every month. And do you have more assets or do you have more liabilities? Do you have passive income figured out? Do you have enough money in your savings to, you know, get you through if something happened? These are some of the questions that you need to ask yourself of like, what are the things in your physical environment that you even need to feel like confident or safe in? If you're an entrepreneur, you know, if you're paying for your own healthcare, are you putting in for your own retirement? Are you able to reinvest in your business? If you're a corporate employee, like are you taking full advantage of the benefits package from your employer? You know, look at your resume, look at your LinkedIn, look at your website, and is this an accurate depiction of who you are and the value that you want to create in the world? And 
do you feel a sense of pride in it? Do you feel like it's a good reflection of who you are so much so that you feel confidence and trust in yourself? And if not, again, this is what needs your focus in the first week of September. Now, in the second week of September, this is September 10th through the 16th. Some of the major planetary alignments is the new moon in Virgo and then the Mercury station. And so there's not as much large planetary noise. However, something that the Corporate Coven podcast listeners have to look forward to in that week's staff meeting, and I kind of um, previewed this in this past week's episode, is that almost every single morning, and I say almost just because I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's like the majority of mornings, the second week of September, start with some really, really intense noise, some really hard aspects. And they're not planets or celestial bodies changing signs or forming conjunctions, but there is some strong energy coming into this week. And so seeing the major arcana here, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that. I'm just thinking about back when I was, um, again, like foreshadowing and I've already started scripting out this episode, just the intensity that comes. And that's true with the, with the majors as well. Again, these are representative of bigger themes that you're going to be moving through, you know, in the strength card, it's depicted by a woman holding a lion. Although in this deck, in the fountain tarot, it looks almost human um and it has a kind of like clown makeup on it which makes me think about um you know the idea of like taming a lion and is the beast really something that ferocious or you know what do we build it out in our mind it's almost like strength comes from knowing your opponent and seeing past fear for what it really is it's like seeing behind the mask is it really as frightening as you've been making it out to be or you know has has it all been smoke and shadows if you will i think especially i'm thinking about all the noise that i've been hearing about like you know it's the retrogrades it's the retrogrades and this is like so tough and i'm i'm like you know i'm, I'm not here for like the the spiritual bypassing or like the love and light always i think it's important to be really clear with like what you can and cannot expect and hard aspects are hard right they're they're noisy and they're loud and they can be abrupt or abrasive i also am just one that ultimately believes that life is happening for us and that we are the creators of our reality meaning that we control the perceptions and i think it's a lot easier to move through life when you are optimistically realistic rather than pessimistically delusional and that's what i'm thinking of in this strength card can you be optimistically realistic and do you recognize that strength comes from within and not from forcing anything but from really trusting that you're going to be okay and that the lion isn't actually there to harm you Again, there's this concept of balance in this card in that uh, we within ourselves can be fierce and gentle. It's the idea of being both savage and tame. 
it's having great power and potential within you. But by mastering our courage and our inner strength, we're able to have more of like a silent but strong presence. I'm thinking about the individuals who can command a room. And this is so often true with really strong Leo placements as well. You know, Leo isn't inherently an ostentatious sign and attention seeking. However, you can't help but notice a Leo placement. You can't help but notice a Leo archetype in the world because they're like art. You stop and you stare and you try to make sense of it because it evokes some deep emotional experience within you. But it's all happening within you and kind of under the surface. It's not yelling and screaming and demanding your attention, but at the same time, it commands the room. And so you get this power by being really, really clear on who you are. And I'm about to um, excite all of the Sarah J. Mass fans that read the Accord of Thorns and Roses series. But I'm thinking of the moment of oh, potential spoilers if you're not finished with it. I'm thinking of the moment where Feyre has to look into the Ouroboros mirror and sees the beast within and she has to accept it and just accept that there is a part of her that is a wild and savage animal that won't be tamed and she'll fight ferociously and viciously for what she cares about most. But that's something that is within her and when she is able to accept that truth, that's when she's able to um, you know, use the monsters at her disposal. Right. And so this concept of like courage to be yourself, respecting who you are and really harnessing your own energy and being determined, um, in pushing through, you know, I think about this week having the new moon and a time to set intentions. And some of it is maybe like honing more into your strength, your personal strength and accepting all of the pieces of yourself, even the parts that maybe you feel frustrated by. This is the willingness to acknowledge like I messed up or I need help with this. Or setting a boundary of you can't talk to me or treat me this way or letting people know this is what I need from you and what I expect from you if you if we're going to be successful and if we're going to work together. This week, we also see justice, which is the Libran card, right? It's represented by an individual holding the scales and standing in front of a um, tall pyramid triangle, but I think it's like supposed to be 3D, right? Um, so a pyramid. And this is all about fairness. It's about, you know, justice is not equality. Justice is fairness and fair is determined by you know a host of rules that not everyone is clear on all of the time this is the thing with like librans is they actually know very clearly what they want but they need to see what you want first not because um you know they they don't know what they need but because they like making decisions with people and they see your perspective as more information to make a better decision right um but they they know very clearly what the expected outcome could be, but they're trying to figure out what it should be. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It just needs to be fair and equitable. So again, this is kind of what's coming in um, the week before we move into Libra, but Mars is going to be in Libra this entire week and present with the South Node. And so this is coming up for me a lot about the idea of stepping into the fire and out of the air. This makes me think about 
as well the episode that I published on the podcast, which was five mistakes that you're making in your career. And a lot of it was about giving away your personal power and expecting your employer or your manager or your team to do a lot for you. And the uh, correction to that behavior is to become self-led. It's like stepping into the North Node in Aries, like I talked about in that episode. Like It's about stepping into that fire and owning it. And with Venus, while she was retrograde in Leo, it was all about like, you know, is my heart really in this? Can I really put my name on this? This is really on brand for me. Is this really how I want to be working with people and how I want to be seen? And now that that's stationed direct and we're moving forward, it's like, okay, well, now I know what my brand is and now I'm going to put my name on it. But are you okay with that? Like, are you guys on board with this? And if you're not, then we need to make some serious decisions. Again, this is kind of coming into the end of the year where we need to respect that there's a lot of different priorities or stakeholders that are pulling on us. And how do we honor the relationships and the contracts that we're in while still making sure that this is what's best for us? I mean, ultimately, we have to put our needs before our employers, right? We need to put our needs and our earning potential and our career development and our business before anything else. But we can't do it at the detriment of the people that we work with. We can't do it at the detriment of our team or our customers or our clients. And so how do you balance these priorities? And you'll be able to set some intention around that on the new moon in Virgo. And then immediately following Mercury will station direct. And so you'll be able to start sorting some of this out, which will be nice because then in the third week of September, we have the King of Wands, and this is when we officially move into Libra season is at the end of this third week of September. And so after you figure out the Earth stuff, right, after you figure out the Earth stuff and you start being able to clearly identify and articulate what those bigger journeys or transformations are going to be, then you get to step into the King of Wands. And the King of Wands is all about the possibility. The King of Wands is so passionate and that passion is creative and it's spiritual and you know it's the i'm thinking of like the gallup strengths finder assessment with the domains of leadership and that influencing domain the ability to inspire and excite movements and uh you know styles or trends or something like that like really being able to inspire change and to really get people behind you and to rally behind you and to buy in and get really excited that's what the king of wands is so good at doing it's it's the vision statement it's the aspirational really exciting stuff that we we just you know we can get behind like i can do that i can believe in that i can buy into that i can invest in that i can help work towards that goal as well and when you can commit to that, when you can really push, that's that's like what gets you through when things are really, really tough. You know, like when you have those really hard days, it's not the paycheck that pulls you through and keeps you showing up. You can find other ways to feed yourself, right? Like the paycheck isn't enough. You have to really believe in it. You have to catch the vision. You have to you have to believe in something so much bigger than yourself that you show up even when it's hard. And it's that thrill for adventure it's that excitement of doing something new of pioneering or moving forward that that is so brilliant and so i'm i'm curious like what how do you how do you increase your 
optimism. This has made me think of like that Sagittarian optimism. How do you get into the mindset of being really open and excited at the end of the year? It's so easy to get burnt out. It's so easy to hit this time of year and just be like, I'm over it. I'm so over it. Like I can't wait until, you know, uh, winter season where everything like really slows down and people are out of the office and vacationing and everyone kind of like holes up and turns into like a hermit. Like, how do you just like muster that last little bit of energy and momentum to really push and deliver again? Like, how do you end strong? Well, it's by tuning into the vision. It's by seeing the bigger picture. It's by getting really, really excited about the possibilities in the King of Wands. Okay. And then the final week of September, right? After we've caught the vision, after we get so excited, well, now we move into the three of cups and the three of cups is often displayed with hands holding cups that are kind of like all pouring out and into each other. And it's really this representation of the good fortune that comes when you have friends or a family but this is really, it makes me think more about like the third house as opposed to like the fourth house family of like maybe your chosen family. It's your cousins or your childhood playmates. It's your aunts and uncles. It's your neighbors. It's your roommates. It's your best friends. Uh, you know, this could also be like the more like smaller intimate team that you work with. Uh, this is really a time to celebrate and to honor those relationships it's about time to acknowledge your community and the way that they support you. And this is often depicted as a leader expressing gratitude and giving back. This is when the CEO, you know, plans like a big end of the year party for the employees to say thank you and to celebrate the achievements. You know, like I cast the vision, but you helped me achieve it. And it's recognizing that reciprocity that comes from really investing in good relationships and then how those relationships support your overall success. It's the saying thank you and the I love you and I appreciate you and I couldn't do this without you. And it is a card of celebration and the culmination of good fortune. And so this is what September holds for us collectively. We'll see as we continue doing the weekly forecast and the staff meeting episodes, the specifics of how that comes out. You know, the last week of September, we also have that full moon in Aries, which is the ending of a cycle that we set back with the new moon in Aries in the spring. And so I'm thinking about that coming up in the last week with the three of cups as well. So we'll use these cards to continue to anchor us and if you love these month ahead tarot readings, then let me know. I would love to see if these cards are also coming up in your own personal spreads or how you see these being embodied or expressed in the collective around you as well. So as we move through the month of September, as we're getting ready to close out the third quarter and finish strong and really prepare ourselves to move into that last quarter of the year where we are hitting our goals, we need to take pride in our work. We need to move past just being competent and move into mastery. And to do that, we need to take inventory of our external environment and the physical features of our portfolios and make sure that we feel confident in them, that we have a sense of security in what we are doing. We need to remember that our strength and confidence comes from what's within us 
as well, that we are good enough, that we don't need to be afraid of our environment. And that as long as we are making decisions, which are fair to our internal fire, but also the relationships and the communities that we are a part of, as long as we are moving forward with a just and ethical perspective, then we're going to be able to step into that king of wand energy. We're going to be able to be charismatic and giving and generous with our ideals and our ideas and our visions. And this will inspire the collective. This will inspire clients. This will inspire coworkers and stakeholders. This will inspire people to get behind the vision and to help us move forward and achieve it. And when we're done, we're going to be able to say thank you. We're going to be able to celebrate. We're going to be able to have a moment where we get really grateful, where we're filled with gratitude for the community that we find ourselves in. And I think about this so much with the corporate coven. And I know I've said this a lot in the past. And as I clean up the cards, I'm just going to kind of say this again. I started this business because I was so hungry for the three of cups energy I was so hungry to find myself surrounded by other professionals, other friends, other, you know, witches, other astrologers, other healers. I was so desiring community that matched my vision for the world. I wanted to work with individuals who I want to say shared my values and supported my strengths. I started the corporate coven because I knew that there had to be other witches out there in the workplace who were career driven, who wanted to honor their desire to work and not feel shame about it. I wanted to meet other professionals who wanted to bring spirituality into the workplace, who wanted to use astrology when making career and business decisions team development and leadership development who love divination who have a ton of tarot decks at home as well who do crystal healing who are breathwork facilitators who you know do all kinds of things like i knew that they were out there and it was so disheartening when i felt alone and on that island and the more that I pursue my business and continue developing in my career, the more people that I'm connected to. And I just want to share gratitude to every single person who tunes into the podcast every week, who books readings, who stays engaged with my content, who leaves me messages and emails. Y'all are so great. And I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for everything that fell into place that helped me be here today connecting with you. And so thank you for being here in the corporate coven and I will see you next week in the corporate coven staff meeting episode and next month with another tarot forecast. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the corporate coven podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and gained valuable insights into the world of personal and professional alchemy. If you want to stay updated on the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and turn on notifications. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, and you can visit my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com to find other ways to connect and work with me. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please let me know in the comments on this episode what you're interested in. Until next time, keep working your magic and casting spells of success in your career and life.